Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hi, I'm Sam. And I'm Erica. We are the Sugarcraft Junkies and this is our podcast. It's for professionals, home bakers and everyone in between. Each month we'll bring you the latest news, trends, ones to watch and so much more. So stay tuned. Good morning, Erica. Good morning, Sam. (laughs) This is round two. (laughs) Round two, take two. How are you? (laughs) I am very good, thank you. We just recorded all of what I've done and uh, realised that it had stopped recording after 1 minute 56. So here we are, yes again. (laughs) And you won't even get the benefit of listening to us twice. (laughs) No. (laughs) Just go for the first take. Yeah. How's your uh, morning been so far? (laughs) My very cold, chilly morning um, on my minus four degrees dog walk, coming home looking like I'm uh, Jack Frost. My coat actually started to frost up. <laughs> is that so? I saw this morning on BBC News there was a thing about flights being cancelled because of freezing fog. That must be wow. must be what you were in. I could have been. I could have been. I was actually. I took my bubble hat off and my bubble was going white as well. Oh really? <laughs> yeah, unbelievable. Wow. So blooming cold, but so nice. It was nice actually to be outside and get some air and. Um, as I may have mentioned previously, but no one else listened to, um, <laughs> I'm in a kind of a mid-morning slump now, although I've just had a coffee, so maybe I'm kind of hitting the high again. Unslumped yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing what caffeine does for you. <laughs> yeah. This could be a better round two. <laughs> could be, could be. <laughs> yeah, but you on the other hand, Erica, I could even, hang on a minute, I've got a premonition. I've got a premonition. You, Go on. You what, do you, what do you think through. I've done? <laughs> yeah, I uh, I was going to do stuff this morning. I actually I'm making my you know the biscuits that I made of of you and other people. Oh yeah, I've had on my list to do one of me for a long time, and now we've gone and taken photos. I've got photos I can use. Oh. So I've flooded my biscuit. I need to paint it, and that was one of the things I was going to start doing this morning. Oh, but I didn't. And my alarm went off and I just snoozed it for two hours. So I oh. moved them out of the way and set my computer up for the recording. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not jealous at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's nothing else better to do. It is very chilly outside. It is, yes. Yes. So better staying inside and flooding a few biscuits. Well, it's flooded. I just need to paint it. So. Oh, well, there you go then. You've got an afternoon mm. of joy and bliss and unless you're going out Mm, got a few things to do oh there you go there you go yeah but tell us what what else have you been doing since uh since we last caught up which wasn't (laughs) ago really apart from the last catch-up which we've just removed (laughs) yeah the last time we actually recorded the catch-up um i have been to let me start this again i've been to hamilton went to hamilton and i got a last minute ticket which was a very good deal. So I went down to the theatre to buy it on the day, about half an hour before the performance started, because there was a lot of seats left. I had the day free. hadn't really decided what I wanted to see, but because there were so many tickets left, I knew I'd get something. And you can usually get a better deal in person. Um, This was at the Victoria Palace Theatre, so this is right pretty much opposite Victoria Station. Mm. Gorgeous theatre, honestly. Really, really beautiful inside. The most... I think the most beautiful theatre I've seen inside, like the, what I'm going to say, like the communal areas, the bits outside yeah. of the actual theatre itself, stunning. Like, I do like, like a palace. A, I do like a theatre. Mm. Yeah, so I ended up getting, because it was just me, I went to the matinee and I ended up getting a seat in the middle section. I can't remember. Is it Grand Circle? I'm not sure. Oh, anyway, not the top ask one. Me. But the don't next, ask the, me. yeah. There's three levels. There's like the ground floor. There's the first floor and the second floor. So it's the, the middle one. Um, I got a seat in row F there for twenty seven pound fifty instead of about eighty pounds, which was That's a pretty really good deal. Good. But I was willing to pay the cheapest ticket price, which started at around forty. So yeah, 
it was worth definitely worth going down on the day and definitely worth checking and going to the theatres direct because also if you do it that way then you physically get a ticket which I still quite like rather yes. than having an electronic barcode to scan they print you off an actual ticket yeah I like a ticket yeah, that... yeah yeah bit of a memory keep it in the book uh, so yeah I enjoyed that I did say um, I'd seen some of it on Disney plus before I'd forgotten somehow that there wasn't any there was not just raps and there was singing in it it's like oh I didn't realize they sung as well um <laughs> it, it was good uh I thought the dancing was a little left me a little bored but the show as a whole worth going to see story worth telling story worth knowing okay. good good show um that sounds better than your previous review of it <laughs> well no do you know what I'd really enjoyed it up till I would say the last 15 minutes and that was when I really started getting a bit bored which oh, is okay. the wrong time to get a bit bored because it's what yeah. you go away remembering mm. um but everyone else seemed to love it so I think I'm just being picky <laughs> is it a long production it was quite long I think it's two and a half hours okay I, so I think because the music that they've got is quite upbeat and there's a lot of vibe and a lot of like energy in the music that was not reflected in the dancing for me. And that was the issue because I felt like they were at very different levels in terms of energy. Yeah. And I would expect it, it felt a bit safe for something that could have much more energy. Does that make sense? It does. Like the, does the energy of the dance didn't match the energy of the, the singing. However, overall you would recommend. Yeah. It, yeah, so. yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you're not as picky as I am, then <laughs> you would enjoy it. <laughs> um, I went on Friday night. I used a birthday present from my brother, which has been months in the making. I went to School of Wok, which is a cookery school owned by Jeremy Pang, who you might have seen on Saturday Kitchen and that sort of thing. Does a lot of Asian cookery. And, and does he take the class? No, it was um, people he employs that take the class. Okay. But they were very, very good. We had a chef called Ian and I did vegetarian Thai cookery. It was a three hour class of an evening, so like 6 or 9 p.m. And we got about three glasses of wine with it and you could have had beers and all sorts of other things. So you cook your meal from scratch and then you get to eat it as a group. There was, I think, 12 people in the class and I took my friend from work. Wow, and we had a brilliant time, really relaxed, really enjoyable, really fun. The food tasted amazing, really wow. recommended. Like we came away from there and was like, this would be a really good thing to do for like a Christmas party or something where you want an activity. Yeah. Like it, I think it's a bit expensive for that, but for, for a special occasion, definitely recommend it. Okay. Because like if you were going to buy, we were talking about it, it's like, okay, so it, it, it's around the £100 mark, which is a lot, yeah. but... If you were going to buy yourself a meal yeah. the size of what we'd had, so we made spring rolls, we made a papaya salad thing, and we made a curry, and we had Thai sticky rice with it as well. Yeah. Like, I think it was red Thai curry made, a vegetarian version. So if you'd have had all of that in a restaurant, and we couldn't finish it, so if you'd have had a main, a side, a starter, three glasses of wine, you'd have paid way over half of the money do you know what I mean yeah yeah so the fact that you've sort of had three hours entertainment with it and you've learned something as well I don't think is that bad really wow very Hmm. nice yeah so that was um just near Charing Cross Station so it's School of Walk and if you having a nosy down the uh down the the recipes Oh, the so rest- they do lots of different um, stuff, don't they? Apart from mm. Thai, kind of Japanese. Um, yeah, it's it's mostly it's all Asian, Asian cookery. There was a guy on our class who'd just done a Japanese one, and that looked brilliant. So I would consider that. And they also said that you can book any of them, and if you let them know you're vegetarian, then you can do a vegetarian option. So you don't have to pick the oh, just okay. vegetarian classes, but you do work in pairs, so it would mean that the pair you're in would do something vegetarian rather than okay rather than just one person but you don't have to know someone to go along they will pay you up if you're not booking as a as a couple oh Mm. oh but they also do online classes which look great and their instagram has got a lot of recipes in it which Mm. look lovely i might have to follow them yeah give them a 
They're not my one to watch, but <laughs> they give them a follow. <laughs> they get a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also went to see an excellent circus show in um, Beckenham, of all places, Beckenham Park, yeah. by a troupe called Revel Puck, and the show was called The Wing Shuffle Spectacular, and it was a show about fear, which was quite... Yeah. It was very, very good. It was the best circus thing I've ever seen. Um, I found out about it because I actually follow a couple of the people online that were in it, so I wanted to see them, oh. but best show I've seen by a mile. I love the fact that it was in the big top because you feel like you're part of the show rather than sitting back watching it. It feel You feel much closer and much more involved in it, and it was a bit sort of audience interactive. Like There was a lot of kids in the show, and they had us joining in and doing stuff. The clown that was in it was excellent. There was a lot of physical comedy, a lot of audience involvement, like getting us to act out, no, not act out stuff, but like <laughs> do movements and stuff at her her demand. Um, <laughs> the way we participate. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, when I, but you say audience involvement, you think people getting up on stage. It wasn't that. It, you stayed in your seats and did stuff as a group. Um Think more Mexican wave style things rather than individual performance. (laughs) Um, But yeah, really, really good. Lots of disciplines that you wouldn't normally see. Um, A very modern take on circus. So it wasn't all glitz and glam. They were in very normal people clothes. A really wide range of ethnicities, a wide range of skills. They all did different things. They all seemed to be... They all seem to be having the time of their life on stage and genuinely enjoying themselves. It was just really nice good. and fun to see. And a little bit scary in places, but really, really? good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I was saying before, there's a lot of stuff that you wouldn't normally see on stage. So they had straps, which you do sometimes see, but you don't normally see women doing straps. You normally see men. Um, they had teeterboard, which is like a giant seesaw and you have one person on each end and they jump and do tricks alternately they had like a giant roller bowler thing which is the like a cylinder with a board on that you balance okay oh yeah um yeah yeah they had sear wheel which is my absolute favorite i absolutely love it (laughs) they which is a giant metal wheel's not quite the right word giant metal hoop that's big enough to stand in. So if you stood in like a star shape, you'd reach the corners and you can do spins and cartwheely type tricks and walks. Which is what I really want to it. see you doing, Erica. I have done it. Yeah. I'm not great at it. There's not many places you can do it. So nowhere in London does classes anymore. There's only some places that do workshops occasionally. Really? So I did, I did do a workshop a little while ago. That's on my Instagram. Oh, okay. And did you have to go far for that? Uh, that one was at Peckham, Flying Fantastic in Peckham. Oh, okay. But they used to do a class in Woolwich, but that oh. stopped before uh, when the pandemic happened. Oh. Um, what else? Oh, Cloud Swing. You don't normally see that either. That was really good. So that is that was one of the girls that I follow. Cloud Swing is a really high up, almost like a bungee rope. Like it's a big thick rope, but it's bouncy. Yeah. And you kind of sit on it like a swing and yeah. you swing back and forth from this big like rope that's attached at both ends. So it's like a C-shaped rope. Okay. And you do tricks that involve like getting to your feet and then hanging upside down. And like as it swings backwards and forwards, you do different stuff. <laughs> this is very difficult to explain. <laughs> yeah. If you just Google cloud swing, it will make more sense. Um <laughs> It looks very scary. It it probably is. And yeah, it was just a really, really fun, interesting show to watch. They had some tight, like slack, slack line or tight wire. I'm not sure which it was. Um, lots of stuff that you wouldn't normally see. Lots of fun. Really highly recommended. And that show's on tour at the minute. It's called The Wing Shuffle Spectacular. And oh, the company cool. is Revel Puck. Really enjoyed it. Um, we had our... BSG Branch did um, our chocolate orange bathing bell workshop, which I really yes. enjoyed that. First time modelling with chocolate oranges. Saw the pictures, they look great. Yeah, they really did. Um, <clears throat> it was easier than I thought, modelling around a chocolate orange, but I'm not sold on it as something that you'd want to receive. No. Because I think if you like chocolate oranges, you don't want to get a chocolate orange covered in a massive layer of sugar paste. So I want to top it and unwrap it. 
<laughs> it's not Terry's, it's mine. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to crush Santa off the top. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I don't know whether I'll do it again. And I made my sea turtle cake that for my friend fabulous. Emily, which I absolutely loved. I have to say, I loved making it. I loved decorating it. The tutorial I followed was you? spectacular. I think about five hours. So I carved it, which was quite quick. I watched the tutorial first. Yeah. So let me let me start. Let me rewind a bit. I was going to make a dog. Um, I went to go and buy a dog tutorial from Hannah, the cake illusionist, and then realised I'd actually already bought tutorials from her. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'll make one of them instead. <laughs> so rather than buying yet another tutorial, I made the one I already had, which was the sea turtle. Um, she's also got on there a cat, a fluffy cat for free. So you can go on and do something without having to download it. Tutorial was excellent. I watched it. At the time, I was going to buy it, so not when I was ready to bake. Baked the next right. day. Made a slightly different size cake to the one in the tutorial. I think the tutorial had a 16-inch board and a 10-inch cake. I thought, I can't carry a 16-inch board to work. Yeah, it's going yeah. on a 12-inch board, so I had an 8-inch cake, and it fitted. Okay. Um, took, I would say, about... two. Um, bake, I reckon two and a half hours to get it to covered in white okay and then airbrushing and I thought the airbrushing would take about an hour but yeah. it didn't the airbrushing took about another two hours because it wasn't just airbrushing because there was a lot of detail to airbrush because it was basically going from a white turtle on a white board to a yeah. completely covered thing so I'd kind of underestimated how long the airbrushing would take me but a lot of that was me going back re-watching bits because I'd forgotten yeah. Like there's quite a lot of detail and it was getting the detail right and the colour in the right places and the face took me a roll to colour up right. Like I put spots in the wrong place and then took them off and then did them a different colour and then took them off yeah. again. I was like, actually, they don't need to be on there at all. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, really enjoyed it. Really easy to follow tutorial. It was me just not paying much attention and thinking I could remember stuff and then turns out I couldn't, needed to rewatch it. <laughs> it was loved, absolutely. It loved. was loved, it was. It went down very well and it is one of my favourite things that I have ever made. Really, wow. really enjoyed it. And they really look like, amazing, I have to say. I'm quite impressed that the, it's nice to know that the online tutorial, you know, and then when you mm. actually follow it through and you do it, it just comes out as it should. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, really did. What have you done, Sam? I feel like I've had a really boring time in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> um, so apart from, uh, I have designed my um, my next cake class, which um, is which which is uh, going to come up under new things. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> Hold, Otherwise, hold I'll that, be talking about fresh air. <laughs> hold that thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, actually, I'm trying to design my next one as well. Um, these weren't New Year's resolutions because I don't make New Year's resolutions, but I'm trying Neither to be a little bit more organised. Um, so, unfortunately, unfortunately, the king is going to be coronated. <laughs> And we get another bank holiday in May. So oh, yeah, uh, yeah. that makes my teaching my classes. I've got one term that is like four Mondays. Okay. So I'm uh, currently, I went, oh, you know, I come up with an idea and then I don't like it. And then I go back to it and write, oh, okay, maybe it's not that bad after all. So, um, so I'm thinking about doing some cupcake toppers. I'm oh. hoping that my thoughts are going to stay with me because I've actually started them. <laughs> <laughs> it's not all for nothing <laughs> no well I hope not so um so I've started making those now whilst having now completed and had to type up all of the notes on how to do the um Easter basket because I, I forget I'll get to the class <laughs> how did I how did I actually do this yeah um and also, obviously, at the same time, doing my Venetian mask class 
which is on Monday evenings. So I think we've got three more sessions of that to mm. do. Um, we've been playing with Pastelage, and that's well, that's been a challenge. Um, so playing with Pastelage in my house is absolutely fine and wonderful. And then I take it into school, which is really, really hot. <laughs> and all the students are trying to cut out masks and oh. overlay them onto a former. <laughs> By the time they get to the former, they've started cracking because it's so hot. Uh, so that was a challenge, but they took they took some pastelage. I did more than just one mask. So they took some pastelage home and they cut a successful one out in their own house. Mm. So, but that's a good thing though, because I think part of the learning is how to cover up things. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So we are still plowing on with uh, with those and <coughs> they're starting to take shape and look really beautiful. Lovely. Um, so yeah, class-wise, that's that's really kind of my life at the moment. Um, I've done, I think my car is just going to die soon because... Oh no. I've, well, do you know what? I've done so many miles this month. Um, I drove my parents to Norfolk last, not uh, Saturday, two weeks ago. Well, mm. you know, it's a week ago, but we've just passed a Saturday. So it's a week before the last one. Um, they're having their kitchen redone. So yeah. I packed them off up to uh, Norfolk to uh, have jolly outings with my aunt for two weeks. Okay. But because my dad gave up driving, bless him, he is 86, so it's not a bad thing. Um, yeah. He, so I've driven them up there, drove them up last Saturday, and what I thought was going to be a drive up, drop off, come back, turned out to be a drive up, stop at my aunt's, go out for lunch, drop them off, and come back. So it was like a full-on day, didn't get back to like okay. 8.30 in the evening, uh, after setting off at 10 o'clock in the morning. Um God. And Saturday just gone. I've driven to Winchester to take my daughter <laughs> back to university. Yeah. <laughs> and then next Saturday, I drive back to Norfolk to go and collect them. Oh, gosh. So, my life on <laughs> the road. Getting the miles in. We should, yeah, we should change this podcast. Yes. My life on the road. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's taken up quite a lot of my weekends, basically. I drive and then I'm like, whoa, I'm knackered now. Yeah. Um. And I did, oh, I, d I don't do celebration cakes. Can I please put that out there? I don't do them. But I do sometimes for friends. <laughs> <laughs> but that is another one. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Uh, so I did a an 18th birthday cake for a friend of mine, hmm. uh, for her daughter. And believe it or not, it was the first buttercream drip cake I have ever done. Okay, how did it go? <laughs> It went all right. I will send you a photo. Um, it was um, a lot easier and a lot quicker than I ever anticipated. I was going to do it um, ganached and covered with icing. And then I had to keep coming back, slap myself around the face and say, no, you're doing this for an 18 year old. You're not doing <laughs> it for you. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, I used Dinky Doodles Rose Gold. Oh, that's lovely. Um, thank you. Uh, her Rose Gold Drip. Yeah. Um, and I was supplied with said alcohol from uh, my friend. Yeah. Um, and I decided the, the bottle of Prosecco was too heavy to go in. So I just stood that by the side and <laughs> took it back to her and said, just stand it. <laughs> just stand it by the side. Um but I did, I did colour up uh, bits of the buttercream with the with rose gold dust, and did um, mm. some kind of different lighter and darker smears around the side. And but the problem <laughs> is, it was still it was still cold, so I could work with the buttercream to a certain extent. <laughs> and then you go back and you you go and scrape it around again. Like oh, it's gone it's hard. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there's like it's either it's too soft to work with buttercream or it's too like too hot or too cold. And yeah, there's never, never really that happy union. No. No. It was um so it was a challenge some bits, but and the problem was when you start getting to the point where you're actually just smearing on bits of colour, you can't short of going around and taking it all off. 
and then you've yeah. got you know you've got it all mashed up again and you've you know your colors are starting to merge and whatever um yeah it became a bit of a bit of a challenge but it was fine it took me much longer than it should have done just because i was being picky and kept going around the sides and i could have stopped yeah. i could have stopped mm-hmm. um, but i didn't <laughs> Did it feel so, too quick? You're like, I can't be done yet. There must I know. be more to I'm not this. used to doing it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not used to doing it. I need it to go on longer. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, it was it was good. Um, was there anything else that I've actually done? Yes. <laughs> Stained glass. Oh, yes, there was. There was. I'm, I'm just going down my list. Um, oh, yeah, I've done a bit of invigilating, but that was a bit dull. Um, mm. But the exciting bit, yeah. I So... My friend sent me a photo of this um, lighthouse, stained glass lighthouse. Going, do you fancy doing this? And uh, I'm like, yes, of course. Uh, it was five pounds. Okay. Five pounds for two hours. Got a wow. cup of coffee. Um, down in uh, the St. George's Art Centre in Gravesend. Hmm. There's a lovely lady down there uh, called Mona. Mona. Witten, Mona Witten Art. Okay. And she has a studio above the art centre. And as part of her rent deal, she does these little classes once a month, I think. Um, and there was one, there was actually, there was one before Christmas, which she didn't run, but uh, it was a crochet thing. And I always fancied having a go. I don't know why, okay. but, but I fancied having a go. Uh, but we missed out. It was it was booked out. So when we saw oh. this, um, she just booked it. Yeah. Uh, so we went down there and all these soldering irons and everything was all laid out. And mm. it was <laughs> all the glass was pre-cut. So oh, okay. um, all we had to do was put the copper foil around the edges of the glass and then put the solder around and use okay. this weird product called flux which apparently yeah. keeps it clean <laughs> or cleans yeah. it off yeah flux gets rid of all the impurities because otherwise if you don't flux yeah, so then your bonds. solder won't stick yeah we like a bit of bonding so you know <laughs> it bonds um and it was it was a really good fun but i did have a, <laughs> i did have a mishap with the soldering iron mm. so when i arrived all the soldering irons were all in the middle and my soldering iron was resting on it's like a plastic square and it had something on top of it and the the soldering iron was resting on it. So, of course, I started working and put the soldering iron back there, being the health and safety conscious person that I am. Um, so, the, But it was supposed to be a little sponge in there and the sponge yeah. is supposed to be wet. Yeah. Well, the sp- sponge was dry. Oh. <laughs> so my soldering <laughs> iron leaning on said sponge started to smolder in its own little way let's <laughs> go and get a jug of water <laughs> to put me out <laughs> but what it was there was a little there was a little um metal bit where the the solder was supposed to sit on the soldering iron was supposed to sit on but that had gone flat onto the sponge and i didn't see it not being the expert in soldering that mm. i should be obviously um, so yeah, that was quite entertaining, but, uh, she, she pre-cut all these little bits of log that she'd hijacked from her shed and oh, okay. uh, drilled little holes in. So they sat and so we can sit a little tea light behind. And I really, really enjoyed it. Had Good. loads of fun. I have to say cutting the glass is one of the most fun bits for me. That really? and soldering. Yeah. I love cutting glass. Yeah. Well, she did, she did explain that for what she's got to for for the two hours and the cost that she's doing it for yeah she couldn't do she couldn't do that but she does do she does do classes so i might actually have a okay. into some of her classes um yeah and she sells online kits as well okay so, i would say go to a class first of all because you will use the equipment yes because there's quite a lot of equipment and also as someone who has done both stained glass whilst they were doing cakes, the order is cake, then stained glass. <laughs> <laughs> because you've got, you'll get glass chips on you. Yes. Yeah, no. Well, the, the kits, the kits are um, pre-cut. 
Oh, okay. So they're all pre-cut um, things that you can just no, get in No, you want to cut. And... You want to cut, Sam. Yeah, I want to cut. I want to yeah. cut. So I need to go and have a look at her classes. But she does so many classes. So mm. many different things. She does felting and she does um, okay. loads of creative stuff. She's got a great yeah. studio. We went upstairs because knowing me, you see, I just started yeah. talking to her. Everybody had left and I started chatting to her. So then yeah, we, yeah. we ended up going up to her studio and uh, showing me all the stuff that she was doing and stuff. So, ah. yeah. Is mm. it just her that's got a studio there or are there others? It is. It is just her. Yeah, I was. That's yeah, I had it. my eyes out peeling kind of, oh, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but you can hire you can hire the space uh, to run classes in there as well. And mm. you can hire a uh, window space. Uh, oh, okay. Um, so, yeah, it's a it's a thought. Mm. It's a thought. I don't think for me the use of the it's a cafe. So during the day it's run oh, as a cafe. Okay. Um, yeah. But in the evening it's obviously it's not. It's a it's just an empty space. Yeah, I've I've been to classes in cafes before, and yeah. it works quite well because yeah. there's someone there to do the food for you and the drinks. Yeah. Well, I think the only the only thing, <clears> yeah, <throat> there wasn't anybody that would be on in the cafe, so mm. you would just have the space. Okay. Um, but I think the only thing for me is distance from parking to uh, okay. where it is, and the amount of stuff that my students actually carry. Yeah, yeah. To and from. That would be yeah, it's, it's better thing. for a one-off where you're providing everything and they're just yeah. taking it all away, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, handy if you've got the studio upstairs, you can just nip it all up back upstairs. Mm. But yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. But other than that, um, I think I thought it was quite nice. It was quite a nice space. Mm, good. Good if you're doing lightweight um, classes. Yeah. Yeah. You know, bit of needlework or something. Yeah. <laughs> Shoving a bag. So. Uh, Tell us about your class you're planning then. So my new class, uh, which starts after half term, is an Easter basket. So um, we're doing a basket weave, um, making a freestanding handle, making uh, tulips, very simple tulips, but look really effective. Um, Okay. uh, A little Easter bunny. And a little Easter sheep. I'm doing a plaque, <laughs> which is, uh, I'm transferring the lettering. So I'm not using an embosser or anything cut out. I'm transferring mm. the lettering from, uh, well, wherever anyone wants to transfer lettering from and put it onto a plaque. And then we're painting that and just doing little tiny flowers around the edge and doing a bit of edible grassy type moss that goes on the top. Mm. Um, so I'm really excited about it. Good. It should be a really good class. I think I was yeah, £135 for six sessions, six two-hour sessions uh, running the on Monday evenings. That's my new thing. Yeah. <laughs> what have you got? <laughs> I have got three new things. So one of them is Cake and Cookie Planner by Avalon Yarns. They've brought out some some digital stickers for the digital planners. And there are three different sets of stickers. One is called the Baking Illustrations Pack. And that's quite colourful stickers. Um, You've got like little oven gloves. You've got mixing bowl. You've got all sorts of baking related things um that's five pounds there's a stickies oh no sorry that's something different there's baked in color so this is um from the picture it's quite hard to tell what the stickers actually are because it's a picture of a colorful planner so <laughs> i'm not 100 percent, but there do seem to be ones at the bottom which have got today's mood, where you can circle your mood, uh, today's social, so you can circle which social media you're doing, or today's forecast, you can circle the weather. Uh, There's a cake dew sticker, that sort of thing. So I think it's more action-based stickers rather than pretty to look at stickers. And there's also a neutral contemporary one. And the ones in this picture seem to be more like labels, and these are in like beiges and 
coffee type colours, terracotta, that sort of muted greys sort of tone, I guess. Um, and the last two are six pounds each. All right. So they're more of an accessory to the planner rather than the planner itself. I think if you didn't have the planner, there'd be no point getting my digital stickers. But they strike me as the kind of thing, like, you know, when you buy a diary and you get stickers at the back of it? Yeah. That sort of thing, but digital, essentially. Um, what else have I got? Olba have got treat boxes out. So these are available in pink or in white. And they're launching on the 9th of February. So they're not available to buy just yet, although they are on their website if you want to have a look. It says, simply fold the base like you would the base of our cupcake or cake box. Open the cover, which slides around the box. So it, it, it looks like a cupcake box, but it opens like a matchbox. Okay. Uh, no more fiddling with clear lids and attaching all those corners. So it looks looks really nice. Um, they've got some pictures of it in use. So you've got a big clear window at the top, and then you put all your bits inside the box and slide the cover over the top of it. You can get five boxes for £11, 10 for £22, or 20 for £41. And the dimensions are 26.7 centimetres by 18.5 centimetres by 7 centimetres. So they're a decent size, and I think they're not a bad price either. Probably get quite a lot in there, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah I mean, the picture they've got, it's got um, a cupcake, a large cookie, a cupcake-sized cookie, two donuts, a geometric heart, a macaron, and a popsicle, like a, a solero, little, you know, that sort of shape. Yeah, popsicle. yeah. And there's still space, like hardly anything is touching. Hmm. So you can get a fair amount in there, I think. I do like their stuff, actually. It's quite, it's yeah. quite sturdy and it looks yeah. nice as well. Yeah, I think that would look like a really nice gift if you package that up like that. Uh, and the final thing I've got, which is new, which is kind of new, um, we've mentioned before, good gosh, Ganache make amazing cookie cutters. Well, unfortunately, she's closing her shop, but it does mean there is a bargain to be had. So if you search for good gosh, Ganache shop or click through their Instagram or whatever account you're looking at, they've got a cookie cutter grab bag, which is six mystery cutters for $12. And it says order two and get an additional free gift. Um, oh. It's worth $36 and their cookie cutters are really nice, in my opinion. Um, if you want to have a look at what cookie cutters they actually make, you're probably better off looking back through their Instagram because they do mostly seem to have been removed from their website. Um, yeah. It says 40% off site-wide while stocks last. Um, the site will remain open for current classes with more to come. So the site's not closing, but most of what's on it is on sale. Their poppy paints are reduced um, as well. I'm not sure if absolutely everything on the site is reduced or once you click on it, then it will show the reduced price because some things appear to be a normal price, but I don't know if that maybe will come off at checkout. Yeah. Not... not not 100% there, but you can get yourself an absolute bargain on the um, the cookie cutters, definitely. Sounds good. Mm. Worth so that's it. You like cookie cutters. <laughs> <laughs> that's it, right. Let's move on then. <laughs> yes. Recipes. Wow. Okay, where do we start? <clears throat> do you have any go-tos, Erica? I do. I have one recipe that I use for all of my sponge cakes and it's from the the old British Sugar Craft Guild uh, message board and it's the high density sponge cake. All right, yeah. Which was posted by Christine Flynn who whose username was the dinosaur. Um I use that as my generic sponge recipe and then I can uh, there's like adjustments for uh, to make it chocolate, to make it lemon, orange. There's a Bailey's version. Um, pretty much whatever flavour you want to add to it, it's, it explains how to adjust it. And it's it's done out for every size tin. So I've got a four-inch mix, a five-inch mix, a six-inch, uh, all the way up to 
well, the biggest tin I've got is 12, so let's say 12. <laughs> Although it does go bigger, but I don't have tins that size because they don't fit in my oven. No, so, they um, don't have an oven that size. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, that is my go-to. My go-to fruitcake recipe used to be the Lindy Smith one from Cakes to Inspire and Desire. Yeah. But I've stopped making fruitcake and I would now buy it because I think where you're not cutting it to tort it, I'm just not convinced that a large fruit cake is definitely cooked do you know what I mean like I'd be a little bit worried that it might not be cooked all the way through and you're not going to know until someone cuts it to serve it (laughs) and the amount of time they spend in the oven I just cannot dedicate that (laughs) that amount of time I suppose not many people want fruit cake that much now no they don't but if you want to cook an eight inch one like you could have your oven on for like 12 hours I'd, I'd rather buy it. <laughs> Not sure how big your how tall your fruitcake is. <laughs> no, it it literally so the one that she had it, it goes on one heat and then it gets turned up or down for yeah. the remainder remaining yeah. bit. It's a long time. Like I've had fruitcakes in the oven for like eight hours. Before. So I would just rather buy it if I'm honest. And I think the ones that Sweet Success sell actually taste really nice. Yeah. Yeah, I still can't get out of, if I'm going to make one, I'll make one. <laughs> no, then... see, I don't I don't think I've saved any money. By the time you add on the amount of time it takes you to make it, all the alcohol, all the fruit, all the time you've spent physically making it. Yeah, I... see, I don't think it takes that long. Because, I mean, it's, okay, weighing out the ingredients, but it, that didn't take that long. I just dumped that in a bowl, shove on some alcohol, which I've generally got anyway. Yeah, because um, I'll just pick up whatever, whatever's in stock, and um, and then it's just making a, a cake batter, mixing it together, shoving it in a tin. I don't. To me, it's not it's not a problem. But then I I love fruit cake, so mm. I don't mind baking it, and I bake okay. quite a few, so I'll do them on a production line. Um, but I think mine. I don't. I think mine only sit in the oven for about four or five hours depending upon size yeah Um, but no I've put them in overnight before and had to set my alarm to get up turn the heat down and then take them out at like five o'clock in the morning wow you know I haven't done that yeah I'm a daytime cooker (laughs) (laughs) well I think I didn't do daytime cooking because it would have been it was less disruption yeah to do it in the middle of the night than it would have been to get up at like two in the morning to take it out properly yeah right i do have a go-to sponge recipe but mine kind of comes down from i don't know i suppose growing up and learning from my mum and my recipe actually if you look at a lot of sponge recipes they're all very similar um Mm. based around the weight of the eggs Okay, yeah, yeah. So that's that's how I do all of my sponge cakes, weigh my eggs in the shells, and then from that uh, you get the fat, the sugar, um, and the flour. Yeah. And the, and they, they'll all be the same weight. Yeah. Um, and a lot of sponge recipes that you find online and stuff are very similar. If you took an if you took the quantity of eggs that they suggested and weighed them those ingredients would be a very similar weight. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I just find it foolproof um, and it's worked for me. Um, and again, you can adjust it to flavours. Mm. You know, you can grate lemon zest, you can grate orange zest, you can, you know, put different flavours in. Um, yeah. But the other the other place that I would go to for, I've got two books here. Oh. Yeah. Um, I do like the chocolate recipe out of Zoe Clark's books. Okay. That's quite nice. And the trouble is, I think it's finding a, like a sturdy cake yeah. recipe that you yeah. know will stack. For me, it has to be able to be stackable. Yes. Because um, I have got a really, really nice, gooey, yummy chocolate cake recipe. Um, but it's too it's gooey. No good for decorating. It's no good. It's no good. You can decorate it. But it would have to be on the top yeah. of the cake. It just wouldn't stack very well. 
I wouldn't yeah. be I wouldn't be convinced about the stir- how sturdy it was to stack. Mm. So I yeah, do yeah. like her chocolate cake recipe. And then I did invest um, in a in a Gemma Gemma McFarlane celebration cakes. It's gluten, nut, egg, and dairy free celebration okay. cake book. Um, yeah. Because every so often, I get somebody that needs something that is one of these or all of these. Um, and her recipes are actually very nice. Um, so I think what have the, you made from it so far? I have done the chocolate, the rich chocolate cake, which is yeah. wheat and gluten free. That was very nice. Um, let me just have a look to see what was what was in it that was particularly no. See, it's just it's gluten free flour, baking powder. Is that the Dove's Farm one usually gluten free, isn't it? It is, yeah. Is yeah. yeah. Um so but yeah, basically everything on there is gluten free. Um and the plain vanilla cake. But she has got a rich fruit cake in here, a carrot cake. She actually she goes through all of the all of the allergies and um intolerances. Yeah. Um and she's obviously she's done it for cake decorators so she's oh, had, so good. she's got in mind uh that you might be wanting to stack these that's as well that's really useful yeah, yeah she's actually because got, she's I've... Got wheat, wheat gluten and dairy free um croque as well oh yeah. i've done i've done gluten free before for my sister yeah. and quite frankly that was horrendous because the cakes are just like air there's just nothing yeah. to it. <laughs> yeah. It's like even buttercream, you're pushing it a bit as to whether it can withstand it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, any kind of decorations out the window. So I don't really do gluten-free. Mm. Um, I've done vegan before and I've used a recipe from the BBC Good Food website, which is yes. really good for recipes because their reviews on there are really... yes. A yeah, really I good guide as to whether something, well, will, yeah. Yeah, whether something will work or not. I think it was a chocolate cake I made from there, and it was really lovely, made with oil rather than with like any other kind of fat. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, tasted really, really nice. Um, I just don't tend to take on speciality bakes very much, but I also, my regular recipe doesn't have butter in it. It has, it uses vegetable fat. Okay. So... If you're buying the branded one, it'll be the block stalk. Yeah. And if you're buying the supermarket ones, it's usually just sold as baking. And it's a lot cheaper than butter. And it's what I tend to use instead of butter in the recipe. Okay. And it comes so, out quite nice. Um, yeah. Actually, no, it's not vegan. It's got eggs in it, hasn't it? It's what's what is dairy free, that's what I'm trying to say. It's dairy free. Yeah. I don't notice a difference between that and butter in it. Do you use that on a regular basis, though, indoors anyway? No. Oh, okay. So you use butter? I have butter. it just for cake. I use butter in normal life. <laughs> <laughs> but in my cakes, I use the block baking okay. vegetable. What, what made you decide to use that? Because that's what's in the recipe. Oh, okay. Just because the recipe says... Mm. Yeah, it's, it says use that and you can switch it out for butter if you want. But oh. butter is about four times the price per block. It is. It's hugely expensive. Yeah. Oh, that could be another That could be another podcast. We could discuss the ingredients <laughs> going through the roof. <laughs> but then the sponge that it uses is more expensive, so I guess it kind of evens out a bit. But yeah. I still feel like it's cheaper to do it that way because it's the McDougall sponge flour rather than regular self-raising flour. Right, yeah. But it's, it's a, a lot very finer, isn't it? It's a lot finer, but it gives you a very strong cake in terms of being able to carve and being able mm. to to stack. So yeah. it works really nicely and it it's not dry and crumbly. Yeah. Oh, it's what you don't want. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Do you um, use the same recipe for cupcakes as you do your big cakes or do you use a separate recipe? No, I use the same recipe. If I'm doing vanilla, if I'm doing different flavors, then maybe depends. It depends what the flavors are, whether they're interchangeable with the recipe, with the vanilla, yeah, or 
they need something else. But I really, yeah. I don't do cupcakes. See, I don't use the. I don't really do cupcakes, but I don't use the same recipe. I will use a cupcake recipe. Oh, really? Hmm. Oh no, I find I find this recipe is quite interchangeable, um, and it works for me. It works perfectly both ways. Um, mm. But yeah, I've not. I have sometimes I've used different recipes, and I have got a book. I've got a lot of recipe books. Um, yeah. I have got one that's actually just full of cupcake recipes with different flavours. So I will use, if I'm going to do something like that, then I'll use their recipe. Okay. Yeah, I don't usually make cupcakes to sell. I usually just make them to eat <laughs> if I want to make them. Yes. And um, yeah. I tend to use the Hummingbird Bakery. Their book has some really oh, nice, yes. I do have really nice cupcake stuff in it. Have you ever made your own sugar paste or paste of any description, or do you no, buy I all haven't. that always? I haven't. It, it was. It's always been something that I thought I might like to do, mm. um, but I haven't. And I kind of get the impression of like doing like a marshmallow one would be very easy. And I've heard that it works quite well as a sugar mm. paste. Um, I, I feel like that should be very sticky and I'm not really up for the amount of washing up that's going to entail. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I kind of try and think that time versus cost. Yeah. And actually, sometimes the length of time it would take me to do it yeah. just would outweigh. Yeah, and also my mixer is not up to it. Like, I've, I use a hand mixer. Oh yeah, an electric one. It it's not up to mixing sugar paste. Yeah. So yeah, it would I, cost me a lot like to make it. it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, yeah, can't be bothered. I would actually um, like to do the like to try and make marzipan as well. I think I've made that before. You know, have you? I think so. Yeah, I, I fancy I fancy having a go at making marzipan, but again. Like the cost and oh my yeah, life. I was going to say from what I remember, it's it's expensive yeah. because you need a lot of almonds to make yeah. it. But it's expensive to buy. It is expensive to buy, but what you're making, I don't think, is quite the same as what you're buying because I think the stuff you're buying, because the almonds are so expensive, they've got yeah. other things in it to make it go a bit further, which all the yeah. homemade recipes don't really have in them. So it's it's not really the same thing that you're making, but. Yeah, I, I guess for like a small present, you could do it. Do you know what I mean? You yeah. could spend a fiver and make a little present. And yeah. I think I've made it for like little marzipan fruits rather than yeah, covering yeah. a cake because you just don't need a lot of it. Like you could do like six little things yeah. and there you go, that's your present. So yeah. I'd need a lot more than that. I love marzipan. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're getting. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what about cookies? biscuits i don't do huge amounts um but i've what were, what was that class that we did um oh yes uh you've got a good better memory than me let me no let me look back because she was a one to watch wasn't she she was and her cookie recipe was actually quite good i quite like yes cookie recipe um, that is i think what i've switched to yeah, and it holds its shape. Yes. Because invariably, we don't just want to make cookies or biscuits. We want to be able to decorate them. And I can't for the life of me remember a name. Megan Warren, Downtown Dough. That's Doe. it. That's it, Megan Warren. Yeah, I quite liked her recipe. Yes, I did. Actually, do you know what? I think she's one of the people that really inspired me to get into biscuits and cookies. Because once I did her class, I was like, oh, that actually, this is a lot more my style than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Like the cookies are actually really, the recipes that she's got are really easy to work with because they rise flat and they don't rise all bumpy. And then the way she's kind of teaches you to cut them down after baking to get rid of all the, you know, the edges that are not the shape you want. It's like, ah, okay. Like it's not just about how they come out of the oven. There are ways to fix it after. Yeah. And the tops are nice and smooth on them. Whereas I think the ones I've had before, they've been a little bit cakey on the top. And a little bit like dented and patchy, whereas these these seem to stay nice and smooth. Yeah, I think it, she's definitely it's definitely worth getting a class from her 
Mm. Just to just to go through, like if you're interested or you want to do cookies, do one lot with her, and you get the gist. Yes, absolutely. Of what you're of what you need to do, and you can yeah. adapt. And I tell you yeah. the other thing that um, I'm quite fascinated with in mm. with recipes. Let's go away for, going a bit away from cake, but as I've been doing my Venetian mask class, yeah, um, and we've been doing that with pastelage. Okay. And the number of different pastelage recipes there are out there. Yeah. Is amazing. And I've got I've got a book for the life of me, can I remember what it's called? But it's it's got two different types of recipes and I must try them, which he adapts to, you know, like one becomes like the big sculpted pieces because it'll set rock solid and it gives you uh, strength versus another one that he's got where you've got more time to play with it and manoeuvre it into, you know, you can make petals and things with them. Um, whereas the recipe that I've got yeah, is just effectively, you know, royal icing and then you add the gum trag and icing sugar and mix that up. And it becomes a very hard, brittle uh, medium to work with. Yeah, um, we did a workshop quite a long time ago in our BSG branch, and um, it was like pastelage boxes, and we needed a pastelage that wasn't gonna was gonna set firmly, but not as soon as you've made it, because obviously we needed people to be able to get to the meeting and then yeah. make it rather than be set straight away. And Eliza Strauss has got a video on YouTube how to make pastelage. Brilliant! Okay. I've sent you a link. Oh, thank you. It's it's a really smooth like you know pastelage gets really like crusty. Yeah. Sometimes it's not that at all. It's a really smooth recipe. Okay. Because I could probably have done with a different recipe um for working in the classroom. Yeah. Than actually working at home. But obviously that becomes a bit of a pain, you know, having to do two different create two different uh recipes. Yeah. Because of the environment you're working in. Yes. So, yeah, I don't think you, you don't realise, do you, sometimes? It's like uh, buttercream recipes and, you know, adding chocolate in or royal icing in to firm it up if you need to. Yeah. Whereas, yeah, me working with yeah. it the other day, it was firming up quite well enough, but in the summer. <laughs> yeah, it definitely needs some help. Yeah. No, I'd recommend trying the Eliza Strauss recipe. Because okay. I think that works in most weathers and it feels more like a modelling paste to work with when yeah. it sets like a pastelage. Mm, okay. I yeah. might have a go at that. Right, shall we move on to our ones to watch? Why not? Go on then. What have you got? Who have you got, I should uh, say? What have I got? Yeah, I have got... I've got a one to watch, Sam. Have you? Uh, my, yes, I do indeed. My one to watch, I have gone non-cake this month. Mm-hmm. And this is a lady called Jane Sanders. And her Instagram is Stitching in the Kitchen. Love and that, that is spelt S-T-I-T-C-H-I-N underscore in underscore the underscore kitchen k-i-t-c-h-e-n and jane sanders it says welcome to stitching in the kitchen i say pop i say portrait of popular musicians enjoy and she does indeed say portraits of popular musicians they are machine embroidered um sort of almost patchwork patchwork maybe um like she she'll kind of cut out bits some of it's I think the faces are mostly done on felt and then coloured with chalks and details are sewn in as well and then the clothing is obviously all fabric and the hair's all fabric and there's a lot of texture they look like portraits they look like pictures they look absolutely incredible and there's a lot of in-progress shots you've got her original sketches you've got her sort of part way through details all the way through to ones that are framed up and completely finished and they just look fantastic. And she does indeed sew in her kitchen, hence stitching in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She's got They're... some amazing cover. I love the ones of Duran Duran. <laughs> She's got very 80s. She about our Yeah, I, I think that's like her, her era yeah. is... Uh... <laughs> yeah, I've spied her George Michael and uh, Prince and she's very talented. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's done a Grace Jones. Uh, who's that? I like the depth Lee, of the... Lee Scratch Perry. Oh, yeah. Paul McCartney. Yeah, the, injury. The depth and the, and the look, you know, there's a whole lot of detail in the faces. Yes, and I think that's from the shading from the chalks. Yeah. A lot of it. Because you see the pictures of the felt and then she shaded it with the chalk and then she's sewing mm. like a lot of the detail and it's the shading that makes all that makes the difference. It makes a huge difference, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Really, yeah. really looks amazing. Yeah. Like I think it's quite inspiring. Well. Mm. Yeah, the colours and the patterns and the fabric that she uses, it's all just really, really good. They're nice and bold and bright and vibrant and there's a lot of energy in them. Yes. They look a bit like, you know when you get a photo and you put a filter on it to make it almost like a, a, well, a cartoon, cartoon or a sketch? It, yeah. It's like that, isn't it? Rather yeah. that they actually look like the person that they're meant to be. Yeah. They don't look like an artist's impression of, if that makes no. sense. No, they are fantastic. I just found one of George Michael going yeah. back some. 20, 25th of March. But it just looks is, like from these. Is it albums. George Michael in his wham years or is it George Michael in his no. in his solo years? No, it's George Michael from his solo years with his leather jacket. Oh, okay. Um, oh, uh, like Faith album. Okay, era. yeah, yeah. There's absolutely loads. Yeah, just go and have a look. She's also done um, some exhibitions as well where she's exhibited her work, um, which I would really love to see it in person. I just think yeah. it's absolutely fabulous, the stuff she does. Do and I think as from? well, uh, she's from England. Um, I want to say, like, the Midlands are up north somewhere. Uh, okay. Hang on. Let's have a look. She's got an Etsy shop as well just called Jane, Jane Sanders Art. Um Continue some mobile sites. So you can buy postcards of the yeah. um the pieces she's made for four pounds fifty, or you can buy prints for forty to fifty pounds. Um some of them are a bit more expensive because they're bigger. There's also original drawings that are for sale. Um so yeah, if you've got someone that's got a particular musician they like or that you particularly like, then yeah. uh might be worth checking out. I feel like she's somewhere near Liverpool, but I'm not 100%. Let me see if yeah, we can I'm find her. Yeah, I'm trying to find. Trying to find her, but I can't. Uh, Newcastle upon Tyne. Okay. There you go. Okay. We I was, was vaguely right. <laughs> <laughs> Newcastle upon Tyne, yeah. yeah. There we go. But yeah, her work's really incredible, and I think it would translate quite well to cake as well. I think there's a lot you could do. With yes. portraits on the cake that would look like this, yes. uh, not so much as a model, but on like a flat cake instead of a photo cake. I'm thinking mm. that sort of thing. Definitely, but yeah, go and check her out. That is stitching underscore in underscore the underscore kitchen, and it is Jane Sanders. So, who have you got, Sam? Perfect. Um, so I have also gone non-cake this week um, <laughs> and mainly mainly because I got very excited about stained glass so I've gone for the round window that is all okay. one word the round window and this is Flora Jamieson uh, she's a traditional and contemporary stained glass artist um, and her images that she creates I can see very much easily transferable onto cake um, for inspiration. Uh, they're very, not... yeah, go on. They're very traditional stained glass, aren't they? I know she says contemporary and traditional, but to me, it looks very traditional. I, I, I don't. Well, I'm not a huge stained glass. Um, I don't know a huge amount about stained glass. Okay. Having having had my real first experience on Friday, <laughs> so I can't tell you what the difference is between the traditional. So the traditional, what I see is like big, big pieces of colour, kind of in a window type church type. Okay. Things. So maybe that's not. I'm like I'm kind of liking like the birds that she's got 
um yeah see i think the way they're done is quite traditional okay well hang on let me just find this i did do i did copy a bit of her blurb so let me tell you about her flora jameson is a stained glass glass artist based in dorset uh, growing up with a creative mother meant that she began working with her hands from a young age. After gra- graduating from university with a degree in media, Flora began working in design studio where she rediscovered a fascination with stained glass art that started in childhood. la di da di da Her art is inspired by the natural world. She combines stained glass commissions with working as a freelancer for studios across the UK. So she's uh, collaborated with other artists as well and been in a variety of magazines. Yeah, her work's lovely. It is lovely. And I, I like the designs. I like there's a there's a Roses one that really inspires me. I could see someone like um, Emily Hankins. Yes. Painting okay, some yeah, of the yeah. stuff on here. Yeah. That's, that's, how I, that's how I kind of see it. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff that you could look at and go oh i can paint that onto a cake i personally couldn't paint it onto a cake but yeah um i feel that there is a lot of stuff that can inspire you to paint okay onto a cake yeah yeah. if you want to check out stained glass there's a really good supply of it at the vna they've got a whole (laughs) section on it which is rather nice yeah oh no so i'm gonna have to go to the vna now well next time you're there yeah have a look (laughs) <laughs> the one place I've never been, Erica. You've never been? Never been to the VA. Oh my god, we have to go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. So we'll go then. VA. <laughs> Amazing. Love right, it. okay, I'll put it on the to-do list for 2023. Okay. <laughs> yes. So go check out Flora Jameson, the round Absolutely. window. Absolutely. The round window. Oh, she's got online courses as well. She does, yes. Yes, mm. they're good, aren't they? So there you go. Yeah. Um, right. Are we done for this month? <laughs> we are. My lung has now <laughs> perked me up again. Reinstated. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm going to go nod off now. <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening to us this month. We really appreciate it. And of course, if you want to give us a review, please do. You can find us on any of the um, platforms that you listen to the podcast on. Yes. Um, if you follow us online on Instagram at the Sugar Craft Junkies, we'll be posting some pictures of the things that we've mentioned in the show and we will list some of the things we've mentioned in the show notes as well. And we'll be back on the 8th of March with another episode. So we will speak to you then. Have a good month. Bye. Bye.